0: I said give me a hell, yeah! Hi, everybody, and welcome to an inclusive Drake Maverick Dissecting caricature drawing. Who thought that was coming up this week? Um, Super swole episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from WWE's stance on uh, Black Lives Matter, our current, and WWE's uh, stance on the current societal climate, uh, but also make some time for wrestling, of course, because we're going to dive into the hits from this week's Wednesday Night Wars and get you ready for NXT in your house this Sunday. That and a lot much more. Uh, As always, we have about five hours of notes. We try to get it down to under an hour we're gonna try and hit that
1: that record this week man how are you i'm doing good and we can def we can we can do it uh we'll just give like quick hits on all that stupid pro wrestling and we'll talk 45 minutes about how we feel uh the wwe's reaction uh when when an entire race needs you most um what are you gonna say uh, all right, but everybody, if you want to follow along with the brothers' of discussion, by the way, uh, I saw a lot of people were posting logos for Black Lives Matter, and it's almost I, I got red in the face when I saw it, and then I went and checked our logo, and I went, oh, thank God! All right, we don't have the exact same fist, but it's very <laughs> close. And it's, I yeah, it's turned
0: just a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got red in the face because I was like, oh my God, did we accidentally create? <laughs> But we didn't. It's got subtle we're differences. Good. We're like uh, vanilla ice and uh, under pressure, we're fine. Oh, wait, no, he lost a ton of money. All right, well, we support the cause. We, we're just, we're two brothers talking wrestling. Anywhoozles, um, if you want to support the Brothers of Discussion, head on over to BODpodcast.com and brothers of discussion.com. We can be found on Twitter, at BODpodcast. We have our joint Instagram account that features both some thoughts, uh, like last night and uh, memes from uh, our our Detroit Red Wing show and the Pro Wrestling show. That is at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And then we have a couple of, uh, I I guess, a few requests. Uh, You, the Brothers of Discussion faithful, if you could please go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Um, The rating is going to do wonders for us. Uh, Same thing now with our, our YouTube channel. If you could subscribe to that, uh, we'd love to see those numbers go up. Uh, it's it's really going to help the, the visibility besides us just sharing things on social media. Um, and then we can start to figure out where everybody's at. Because right now I post our videos everywhere, including IGTV, which you can check that out. Uh, just a quick like will help there. Uh, but if you do want to support the show financially, you can go to bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com and click the uh link at the top bar and what we're offering you is a buy two get one free coupon so a discount but what we collect from that discount is commissioned from the sale so the code to use is bod podcast but we need you to click the link at the top of the website uh to go get some cbd products from cbd medic.com uh so we are uh uh, what's a, uh yeah we're loosely partnered with cbd medic right now so if you are a consumer of cbd products that is the place to get uh at least three products uh for the price of two and uh what you'd be doing is helping out the brothers of discussion last request if you go to anchor.fm uh slash brothers of discussion there you can find a link to support the show that is actually just a straight up donation so that we can continue to do things in adobe which has a monthly subscription. We can continue to have our website, and we can continue uh, to bring you all of this uh, lovely entertainment uh, that we, we're we shooting your way once a week. So, uh, with that, thank you, everybody, uh, for, for tuning in. And uh, let's uh, shoot. Normally, we say let's talk some wrestling, but um, let, let's let's talk let's, some we'll do politics. Business. Let's get into business first, yeah. Uh, WWE released their statement,
0: uh, you know, after... Jesus, the live recorded murder of George Floyd, um, another in a long line of, um, you know, cops just abusing and killing uh, people with black skin. Uh, people are finally, this is, this is a crazy time we live in. People actually uh, standing up, protesting, uh, donating money. This is a series of, like, active movements, I, I got to say, are unprecedented in, in, in yours and my lifetimes. Um, so outside of, you know, the, the public finally, you know, waking up and, you know, trying to make some moves to put an end to this, this violence, of, uh, you know, systemic racism, uh, you know, with white supremacy, uh, big statements, uh, phrasing that, you know, I, I got from, uh, Ben and Jerry's of all people, my God, what a corporate stance they took. Um, uh, not this pussyfooting, like our beloved World Wrestling Entertainment put out, Matt. Uh, Just officially, this is a statement if you haven't seen it yet, but WWE supports an inclusive society, condemns racial injustice. We stand beside our Black performers, employees, and fans around the world. Encourage everyone to use their voice to speak out against racism. We offer our sincere condolences to the family of George Floyd and the families of countless others who have lost their lives due to senseless violence. Essentially, every company has to say something. Otherwise, they look uh, complicit in the, or like a, like a casual bystander, so they look complicit in you know support of the violence. So you have to say something, Matt. Uh, I give the statement about a, an F. Uh, it's it's doesn't really give much. It doesn't really name the 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 big issues there. I don't know how true it is. It's it's coming in hand in hand with what we're learning. Vince McMahon sent an email uh a, a letter if you want to make it sound a little bit better to you know his employees and staff um uh, you know going against racism and promoting mental health it's just you know it comes from a company that has you know uh, you know vince saying that word it has donald trump in its hall of fame um it has you know one wwe champion who was black one it was kofi and he he lost it. he got snuffed out like a you know a little you know communion candle at church um at the hands of brock lesnar so how it, of a, how it, of a I, Pull on that
1: <laughs> metaphor
0: <laughs> it's uh it well i wanted to use the snuffed out but i was having trouble because I don't, I don't have enough i don't have any candles in my house but um you know, they didn't take the bravest stance. I, I don't even know if they really believe their stance. Um, this is coming hot on the heels of a SmackDown episode on Friday that um, opened with Jeff Hardy. Uh, I mean, we, we'd had the violence, you know, we'd had the, the peaceful protest, which is good, then we also had the looting in Minnesota. Um, and almost the next day, WWE uh, had a segment with police cars and violence outside and you know the the storyline being jeff hardy uh you know maybe he was framed but the point is they were using his uh you know alcohol addiction as a storyline so they're kind of sending out these hollow messages matt i I don't think
1: i think they're saying the words
0: and not and not really you know following through on them
1: let me step in uh because because uh the hollowness is 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 the problem here because you look at uh, other organizations and companies. Uh, I don't know. How about like the Washington Redskins and the Chicago Blackhawks that have also put out these statements. And it's about your actions speaking louder than um, I don't action speaking louder than memes at this point. Like this thing isn't this isn't like a real statement. This is just. Uh, and, they, and they throw in the um, people who have lost their lives due to senseless violence. And what they're obviously referencing there is that they're not taking a strong stance for Black Lives Matter. They're taking a stance uh, that goes against that as well. They're trying to um, subtly throw out the idea that anybody that was involved in the looting and the sh- and what uh, our, our horrible, awful president said, you know, the, the looting and the shooting... Uh, ensuring that he rhymed those words together. Um, but anybody who had lost their lives in that, uh, is, is what the WWE is ensuring that they, they check off both boxes, either side, either you're supporting the protests or you're not. And, um, I, I just that this is hollow because of how many things we see in the WWE already character wise. Um, and, and one of those, you know, issues is always, um, it stems back to having like a formula for anybody that's not white. If you're white, you get to have a character that kind of goes beyond uh, the normal scope. If you're black, you have a few different things uh, that you can pick from, and the WWE's crime time, doing that street for... prophets,
0: the new day being
1: you know priests, you know like black priests, that, you know it's.
0: I'm glad you know, like obviously, right. you know, Street Profits and New Day have, have branched off from that and you know been able to turn it into their own thing. But you know, exactly like you're saying, that's how they were
1: uh, pigeonholed. Right. And it, it, so the idea here is just what what is the statement? Why why is it kind of glossing over? Uh, you know, like the having the those subtle references and nods. Um, just to make sure that everybody's happy. I, I think that this, this situation is so insane and dire uh, hip- that it, it needs WWE's so much WWE is so more. hypocritical,
0: too. I mean, yeah.
1: uh, like uh, when Hulk
0: Hogan got busted for, I can't remember what the occasion was, but he was dropping N bombs on a video. The next day, WWE said, all right, you're out of the Hall of Fame. And that's because it was something so obvious and it was recorded. But they have Trump in their Hall of Fame. But they also have pictures of the McMahons in the White House taking pictures with the Trump family. But I mean...
1: Well, let's not Trump's forget that is back in the Hall of Fame and he's been on TV since then.
0: Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you don't want to make one mistake and say somebody's just done for life. Because that, that's not fair. I've made mistakes. I don't want to be done for life. Not that mistake, obviously, but... <laughs> It's just too. Yeah, well, if, if you can make that immediate gut check decision and kick Hogan out, for our president to be doing things like, uh, you know, smoking out a church so he can do a photo op, I don't think this is really a time to straddle the line when it's it's crossing like political lines and people on either side are saying this this doesn't represent either side. This is just a a, a madman. You can definitely take moves, representative moves, at least, you know, for us to see that you do care. And you did more than, you know, post a, a black picture on social media.
1: Yeah, that uh, that's another thing too, folks. Like, um, I saw so many people that it was obvious that they took a screenshot of somebody else's black square and then
0: Forgot posted to it on it. their
1: Instagram. Yeah, That was not what that was about. I mean, uh, for our for our purposes, we didn't have anything go out that day. The point was to to make a statement that stop wasting your time posting memes and liking them and go educate yourselves. And I think at this point, this is what we need to do is we need to ask everybody to make sure they're educating themselves if if. You can't go beyond the scope of pro wrestling. Go check out Biggie's Twitter because he's providing a lot of great dialogue and um, references for you to see why this uh, this movement exists. Black Lives Matter. And if you're tuning out right now and you're gonna go deaf because I mentioned it, um, you know, Mike. That's the sad thing is that there's some people that we just can't help. But I, Mike, I'm I'm one just to. Kind of put it in perspective. Uh, you and I used to fight on politics uh, quite a bit when I was uh, in high school and then a couple years out of college. Right. Um, I I was. I don't know i guess i i i always said i was like libertarian uh but then i would always vote uh republican and then i was trying to always avoid the conservative idea and then it was uh, one of our closest friends was asking me like why is it so important for you to not be labeled as a conservative and then just sort of finally opening up uh, my, i i shouldn't say me opening up it was my ears just opening up and listening to like what the problems were and you know, when when you do that, you start to empathize, um, and you you need to see what the problems are on the other side. And we can't speak to those problems, but I can at least say. Uh, so I'm trying to relate to anybody out there that is immediately shutting down because I was that person. But you you need to you need to open up and listen, and you need to hear what the problems are for other folks, uh, because it goddamn is it not fair at all, and. The idea, too, behind Black Lives Matter and the response of All Lives Matter it is the problem is that that's not true. And the formula needs to be that, you know, once we respect the idea that Black Lives Matter and we can start, you know, push money towards it, uh, or you could just go ahead and understand what the issue is, then it will be All Lives Matter. But when you make that statement of all lives matter to me, you are uh, you're, you're pulling actually a bully Ray, who uh, this past week said, uh, "I Devon's my brother," and you know I've never seen him as black. Well, that's that's the problem uh, because what you're doing right there is discounting the fact that he's had a harder struggle than you, regardless of what Devon would even, uh, I, I mean, like if he's going to back up Bully Ray. I think the best perspective was Cody Rhodes, Mike, a year ago, talking about a conversation with his wife, Brandy, where he said the exact same thing. So obviously this is probably a pro wrestling culture thing. But, um, you know, Brandy, I never saw you as black, is what he said. And Brandy's response was, well, then you don't see me and this is a very famous conversation that he had it was shared by uh ocasio cortez and uh oh man did i just say her last name wrong i don't know uh but it it was it was very important for brandy to be seen as black because are you talking about aoc is that what she said Mm. yeah go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there Uh, no, Brandy, Brandy Rhodes and, and Cody, um, where Brandy said, if you don't if you don't see me as black, then you don't see me, and that's because of her struggles. I, I lost my momentum because of that. But anyway, um, what what I'm asking you to do is just take a moment. If you if you don't understand it, um, take a step outside of like don't do a straight up Google search, because google knows what you will click on and it'll send you things that will just further push you into the abyss uh what you need to do is follow go go to uh biggie's twitter account and follow his links that that should be like the the big push as two white males like that's what we we need to push like i hate the wwe's response to this um I, you know, AEW put out that video yesterday or two days ago and then followed it up. Like if you watch the whole video, there's like a promo for their next episode of Dynamite. I did not know if that was such a great idea. I probably would have skipped the promo. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's, it's about it's about uh continuing to bring uh awareness to the issue. So don't don't immediately distract it and throw in a promo for dynamite right after uh so yeah that that's my last thing i'm gonna say uh go to yeah. biggie's account because that's what i did and i went through everything that that he was tweeting out um it's, it's, no, I, uh, it's really I think important. it's yeah i think
0: uh my two favorite anal- analogies are just you know the black lives matter versus all lives matter it's you know a little bit like the fire department like black houses are on fire we need to like use the water to put the fires out there you know your 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 house is doesn't need it right now yes all houses matter if yours is on fire we would need to rescue it thank you frog and uh the other one is that you know what white privilege is it, it doesn't mean that you know you and i are born with glasses of champagne and silver spoons it just means that one advantage we had was our skin color so if, you know we we got discriminated against it typically wasn't because of our skin so that's the one privilege. That's what it's talking about. So, um, you know, WWE sucks, but, you know, something we've talked about, I think about a month ago, was just, you know, uh, uh, supporting the performers and not the company. <clears throat> Jackson Riker didn't really get that memo because uh, he was supporting the president, uh, which is uh, not – not uh, something a lot of people were willing to do. Uh, some people wondered if it was, a, you know, a work. But it's just, if it is, either way, it's just the wrong time. Uh, some people who really stood tall uh, with their posts. You mentioned Biggie. Um, you know, bringing up that, again, this embarrassing thing that, uh, you know I, know, I don't remember covering it in school. I, I, I had some classes where we, you know, looked at African-American history. We never talked about the Black Wall Street Massacre. Um, you know, in Tulsa, 1921, um, where, you know, successful black businesses were just, you know, destroyed, burned, people murdered, uh, 300 people killed. Um, you know, that's something Big e was talking about. So uh, that, that's one thing to check out. It looks like, uh, you know, LeBron James might be um, producing a documentary about that because we just have so little, you know, information about it. So that's, that's something kind of, kind of positive there. Um, but as far as like the outspoken people that I just wanted to throw out there besides Biggie was, um, Ali having discussions with people who were, um, scared of and racist against, you know, uh, Muslims. And, you know, he just tried to have discussions with people on Twitter, which is, you know, a pretty, um, brave and fantastic thing for him to do and, you know, not turning into a shouting match. Um and not even asking people to like derate this guy. Cause he pointed out, you know, it looks like this guy has a kid in his picture. Please don't, you know, you know, my, my fans don't, you know, rain hell upon this guy. Don't get him fired. Cause you know, it's not his kid's fault. He's, you know, making some dumb statements right now. So uh, pretty cool stuff there. And then, uh, you know, Ricochet, uh, Sammy Zayn, and KO, of course. Uh, well, that's pretty, pretty uh, outspoken. I think agreeable comments, um, you know, about being, Active about you know listening and uh you know basically throwing a a verbal middle finger at Jackson Riker that there's there's just no reason for what he's doing right now. Um, yeah, man, I didn't know if you had a uh you wanted to tie a bow to the whole situation, but um, again, Biggie Ali, um, you know, doing a good job, and you know, WWE and Jackson Riker. And obviously, uh, different levels, of course, could, but uh, well, both of those could be better. Yeah. Did you have uh, a oh, bow I mean, you wanted to tie on that one?
1: The WWE didn't do a perfect job here. They didn't do a great job. What Jackson Riker did is fucking stupid. Um, if you support that sort of statement that Riker made during this time because you feel like nobody's paying attention to my cause and we're talking about an entire race. Fearing for their lives when police pull them over and you're worried about making sure that oh Well, what if my president doesn't get voted in in November? That it's That should be first of all that th- This this entire thing is really escalating because of that. This isn't the I, I don't think this is the channel uh, to uh, to really get deep into the fact that because Donald Trump is our president that's why all of these things escalated. I think that's very easy to say. I think uh, it it might not have been as bad, to be completely honest, if he wasn't our president. So uh, the fact that Jackson Riker and folks like him are tweeting similar uh, notes out there, uh, I, I think it is. I think it is fear that their hero who has promoted and. Um, sort of empowered folks that are racist to commit these acts or empower them to, you know, not show empathy to anybody that isn't like them. Um, yeah, I kind of I hope that that comes to fruition. Uh, but, uh, you know, just to kind of put that, that bow on it, um, again, I'll, I'll just say, make sure you go to those accounts that Mike was, was running through. I, I'm just going to say, I know that I went through Big E stuff, so that's why I'm going to recommend it. So go to Big E's account from my my book, and uh, he's got a lot of good stuff to kind of open your eyes if you don't understand it yet. Um, unfortunately, Mike, what we both know is that there are probably a lot of folks who might stop listening to the podcast because we opened the show with this stuff. There are a lot of folks that, even though they're going <laughs> to listen to the whole episode, they uh, don't agree with the cause, so they will not check out any of these accounts. I think it's uh, at least our duty to make sure that if you know, donate when you can, uh, but for anybody else that we can speak to, just educate yourself. That's that's as uh, educate I, and as, listen.
0: Um, eight yeah. can't um, and then of course, Black Lives Matter, uh, two good places there to, uh, if you have the money, uh, get it in the right spot. Um, oh, and uh, check out, um, uh, British Strong Style, uh, Pete Dunn, uh, Tyler Bate, Tyler, Tyler Bate. Dollar, dollar 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 bait uh they're selling some t-shirts where a hundred percent of the proceeds are going towards uh, helping out the cause so uh some black on black uh british trunk style t-shirts uh pretty cool of them to do that so yeah. uh, props to them uh, matt we're putting a ball on that one um we do want to talk a little bit of wrestling this week um mcintyre got a new kitty cat i don't know if you saw that on the
1: no i don't where's that in the notes there it is. It's, uh, it's bullet point number six. After all this,
0: uh, McIntyre got a new kitty. Uh, it's cute. I forgot the name, but Matt, hot tag, if you're going to name McIntyre's new little kitty cat, what would you name it?
1: Hmm. That's a good I question. got one ready. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it.
0: I would name it Matt, because then you'd go, oh, come here, Matt, give me a hug, and then you could pretend it was you.
1: Doesn't that mean I have some sort of spy cam in his house and I'm <laughs> watching his every move? Well, he's going to take pictures of the cat and hashtag it, you know. Just
0: hanging out with my best friend, Matt. Nothing I love more than cuddling Matt. All right, and next... I thought you'd be more on board with that. That's okay. Uh, Matt, WWE is debuting a new free version of the network. Um, It's not going to have pay-per-views. So,
1: why... Are you gonna be uh, moving over to the free one? No, you just said the one. <laughs> the singular reason that you use it? No, that's not for us. This the 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 idea here is that there's a completely uh, different audience that is collecting or or I'm sorry, they're viewing WWE content on YouTube, and then they go away <sighs> to different content. So uh, what know, this is going to do is, is you start watching on the WWE Network, you'll run into things that you can't watch, and you'll you'll get the subscription, but you're more likely to just continue to eat WWE, WWE advertising uh, instead of jumping around to different channels on YouTube. So obviously yeah. they have all those free um, matches that you can watch. I mean, every day they release another match that you can watch in its entirety. Yeah. Um, so... It- you know, well, what it, you know what? You know what reminds me of is uh,
0: little, little Matt and little Mike when we would stay up on Sundays to watch Sunday Night Heat before the pay-per-views. So what they're giving away is Sunday Night Heat to get you all juiced up for. Oh, look at all these teases! Look at these vignettes! Please, mom, I want the pay-per-view! And then it's only ten bucks, and we just wheel you right in. So no, I, I actually, I
1: think it's little Matts and Mikes. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is good marketing content. Uh, uh, tactic because again like i said now you can't be distracted by another youtube channel you're you're just on the wwe network so everything you're gonna watch will be wwe content you'll get served ads for taki chips and
0: uh snickers
1: bars and then the upcoming um you know backlash and the greatest wrestling match of all time so i i if people commit to it and that's where they're going to get all that content, which, it, again, it just makes so much sense because you can Google all of these matches and find some place to watch them for free. So all this content that they were boasting about almost a decade ago that they're going to put on some sort of streaming service, it's already available pretty much everywhere. So right now they just made it free, but the only ads you're going to be served are WWE ads. So, yeah, yeah good on them. Maybe it'll be, you know, it'll be clearer um, content, right? So you, you make the choice between watching somebody videotaping their television or the yeah. WWE stuff. And uh, yeah, I, 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 whoever made that decision, I think they've realized that the streaming service wasn't going to hit uh, a billion subscribers. So let's just bring people over to it. And hopefully they'll also trick a few people into, um, you know... Um, Signing up their for money the completely. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I think we're doing pretty good on time. I think it's uh, it's about that time we dive into the Wednesday
1: night wars, Matt. You with me? Holy shit! Yeah, let's do it. We're let's gonna be it. out of here for uh, like forty five minutes. All right. Um, I had uh, I had AEW this week. You had
0: NXT. I watched both, Matt. I feel like personally AEW. I, mm, I think uh, I think NXT won this week. Um, did you get to watch both? I did not.
1: I oh. have a baby.
0: Well, you're supposed to put the baby to sleep
1: when the wrestling's out. Man, no, it, I mean, uh... it, it, honestly, this has... I, I can't even catch... Like, it. it it's almost... Uh, so, like, the number one thing on my priority list right now, honestly, is new Rick and Morty. And even the new episodes that I can just stream at any time because I have Xfinity... Yeah. I, it was still like, oh, my God. Like I, I'm getting ready for bed, and I'm like, oh, we haven't watched the new Rick and Morty yet. And then, yeah. then we stay up and get more tired, because there's so many other things we need to do. The last well, thing I'm going to do is watch more pro wrestling <laughs> when I've got some free time. Uh, but no, shoot. Um, well, I just
0: feel like the, the top moment came from NXT. So I'll, I'll go ahead and do my number three moment from AEW. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, uh, boom. good Lord. Um, I know what my favorite one was. Give me, uh, give me Hangman and Omega uh, fighting Kip Sabian and uh, Jimmy Havoc. Um, it's just, this is, you know, like AEW's bread and butter. It was a tag team match with, you know, two of the guys who are going to be fighting for the, you know, uh, the main belts on AEW, you know, probably in the, Pretty near future once they break up, but you know, Hangman and Omega actually got to show off some pretty good chemistry. Um, I was glad that at Double or Nothing they got to have that nice moment with the whiskey and the milk. I, uh, you know, because uh, then you kind of understand where both characters are coming from, and then somehow they they make it work in the ring. Um, it's just kind of the more I watch it, it's just kind of interesting that Hangman is is kind of the, the power man of the group. Uh, with that buckshot lariat, and Omega is the speed guy. Uh, it's just – the one knock against this match, Matt, is, you know, as talented as the performers were. It just – it never felt like Kip and, and Jimmy actually had a chance to win. Um, I mean, one, because it opened the show. Two, because it's Hangman and Omega. But three, there wasn't really that much of a build. It just kind of, well, now it's going to happen. <laughs> um so it was good, but, you know, it wasn't, like, a number one moment. So that's why it's hitting number three. Matt, number three moment out of NXT. What do you got for us?
1: Well, for me, I I think I think it would be easy for someone to kind of put together a top three, um, you know, like, off the top of their head, based on, like, the biggest names in NXT, who's going to be the top three. But that's where my number three starts, is kind of going outside of that realm, because I am such like a not huge fan of what they're doing with johnny gargano it's not even funny so i am purposefully (laughs) making sure that he has not been in any of my top threes he's been in my what the fuck are we doing with this shit um it's not uh, it's not funny um it's not sincere like you can you could feel the insincerity like johnny is probably a really nice guy and we see all of his, most of his pictures that aren't about pro wrestling or him just like hanging out at Disney World, having a good time. So he's obviously very bubbly and nice, uh, in the center there. Um, it's, it's soft and gooey. It's not a crunchy, uh, you know, mm, not baby Ruth. What's the, uh, what's the other one with the nuts? Anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway they're more like uh, a jar of crunchy peanut butter yeah nobody likes crunchy peanut butter the winner of this three spot is isaiah scott and tony knees just because this is good wrestling this is what uh sometimes we dog nxt for doing is giving us more pro wrestling and less story but um every now and then i i like to see like the fantastic pro wrestling from a couple of guys that probably need to be on tv more uh a lot more than the stupid johnny gargano segments um like I I wonder if Johnny's just gotten too big for his britches like he his, he's too big of a name for NXT right now and they just don't they need to put him in a storyline and I, I I I don't know he's eating up some North there, American title stuff but let, yeah like there, this this segment didn't work for me because
0: I, like Johnny I, he's kind of like a Jericho heel where he's a bad guy but it's kind of funny so you you don't really like ooh like grind your molars about him and then Candace doesn't have any venom at all. I mean, they just kind of changed her hair her color and her song. She doesn't really, you know, now she makes this face like, hmm, instead of like, hey. so it, it doesn't, she hasn't really won me over with that. Um, and I, for the longest time, I thought Maya, Mia Yim, sorry, was a, a pretty good heel. So now for her to be with Keith Lee, it's like the biggest baby face, you know, in all of NXT, it's just kind of, now you're kind of a face by, you know, by proxy. So I think that this is just kind of a weird ugh, maybe this isn't how I would have started out. You know, Candace is bad and Mia is good. Like, I, I don't think that putting those two together is, like, the, the best recipe for either their, you know, uh, careers at this juncture.
1: Yeah, and I guess uh, to make sure I at least give some more time to the, the actual number three I'm picking, um, <laughs> I, I just... Uh, every now and then i think what i was coming to was i I just need i need to see these guys who haven't proven themselves yet um and i think everybody's pretty much when you've got a crowd everybody's a fan of swerve but uh he just they don't trust him yet you know to hold the mic and create a whole story yet uh but I, i i think i think it's there uh there's at least enough wrestling talent that these two guys put on a great match so once he starts practicing a little bit more with the promos, maybe we'll see why or why not. Uh, he, he's getting a, a shot. And, uh, you know, hats off to him. Mike, your number two for AEW. Yeah, my number two was, uh, I think, just kind of
0: a surprise here because we haven't seen her in a, a couple months. It um, was a big, big swole uh, getting in the ring with Nyla Rose, Nyla Freshoff, losing her championship. Um, I think when you first see this match being booked, um, you think it's going to be, you know, a quick five minute squash, um, on Nyla's behalf for her to kind of get the ball rolling again after, you know, losing the belt. Um, but not only did Swole get, you know, about 10, 12 minutes or so of wrestling, she got like a whole commercial. Um, she got to, you know, get, uh, two television segments. She lost cause Nyla pulled that, um, uh, almost looks like a falcon arrow power bomb. Uh, dropped it on her. You know, rolled out of the wing, Rolled out of the ring after the victory. Um, and Big Swole was just kind of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, taking the pain a step at a time. And then they gave her an interview. Um, so two television segments, uh, going toe to toe with, you know, someone who's pushed as high as, you know, any woman's been pushed in AEW since uh, Britt Baker. And after that interview, uh, Britt Baker interfered. Uh, you know, throwing her, 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 name out there, cat calling from the sidelines. Um, so swell, two TV segments, an interview, and she's going to interact with Britt Baker when she's healthy again. Um, so, I mean, as far as wanting a catapult, like back into like the main event scene after, you know, being totally out of the picture, uh, for what eight, eight weeks or so. Yeah. Um, it was just nice to see. Um, so, um, um, I'm feeling positive for her. I'm feeling inspired by her. Um, I think she did a good, good job. Uh, I really like her little Power Rangers, uh, uh ode in her wrestling gear. Um, there's a lot to be excited about and, uh, I'm pumped to see more of her on uh, future Wednesdays.
1: What was her um, Power Rangers?
0: So she, uh, like the, you know, how the Power Rangers kind of have the, the solid color in the background and then it looks like a gold coin, like in the front with your little yeah. animal. So hers looks like that. It's the solid color coin shape but in the middle it's just her being like this like
1: swole oh, cool. yeah so it's a pretty cool little uh little gimmick there i like that a lot um but yeah matt what was your moment number two well number one is obvious so number two is the only spot where <laughs> i guess uh, I, I don't know I, this one's probably obvious too but uh brisango coming back and then uh, uh what do we have here danny and oni and Lo- lorican and birch so that's a different order than i put it in it's really it's really hard to read it in that order. And then uh, the undisputed era. Um it, it was um I was actually surprised and and then I started to think to myself, "Oh god, um did did they tell Fandango uh in Breeze like <laughs> and this is it?" So then they're, uh, they uh they actually mentioned it during during the broadcast that um <laughs> they were bypassing surgery uh and going with physical yeah, therapy that they could yeah. get. Uh, so that they could get back in the ring. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, at first, I was like, sweet, Breezingo! And then I was like, shh, fuck. <laughs> they're doing that shit again where they're threatening, you know, well, you're not going to get TV time if you don't show up now. Nope. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to go up against Imperium. I, I for one, i am pretty stoked for that. I think when we, we start talking about the, the In Your House card, I'm actually... With how many uh, like major NXT matches when NXT Takeovers started, and Tyler Breeze was always at the top of mind when it came to like having a great match, and that that was why we loved those Takeovers because we were still due like a great championship match, but yeah. then at the start or in the middle, you were gonna have an amazing Tyler Breeze match, like guaranteed, amazing. Uh, not only the pop and pomp and circumstance, but then his in-ring ability. And then that all figured into a fantastic story. So I'm saying Imperium's already going to do wonders for these belts. And they're going to hold on to them. They're going to win. And a little spoiler for our conversation coming ahead. But this match will be fantastic. And it's going to be one of those where you're reminded that there there is still a focus. Or, uh, you know what? It's kind of fell off a little bit because of Undisputed Era. But... Um, uh, and I think they're they're focused on making sure undisputed era held on to the gold. But there used to be great storytelling in Tag team in the tag team division yeah. for NXT, especially at the start of NXT and their takeovers. So this um, almost uh, I don't know, I, I think I don't want to say a throwback to going to that. I hope it's just an evolution again to uh, building out this division and uh, showing off how how fantastic it can be. But even with that said, one of the things that ruined it, again, was Undisputed Era holding on to the titles. I still think Imperium's got to hold on to these for a little bit longer. I don't think... uh, I'm hoping Breezango loses, and then we can uh, send Fandango to get some some surgery instead of physical therapy. Um, All right, Mike, you're number one. No, I'm glad you... uh, I just wanted to tag that one
0: real quick. Um, (laughs) Imperium prides themselves on being... um, you know, the ring the generals and, and treating the, you know, the wrestling ring with respect. And uh, we're, we're four days into Pride Month and Zango comes tap dancing out in silver pants and Spaceman costumes and dance music. This story in the ring just writes itself with uh, Zango with the most prideful outfit, I think, in WWE right now <laughs> against uh, the solid – um, stoic uh, black trunks of Imperium. I'm, I'm very excited to see Briscoe and Imperium have some sort of uh, cultural feud. I'm, I'm very excited.
1: Well, they were um, they were doing the the SpaceX thing. Like that's yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really I mean, cool. The, the, yeah, I liked it
0: too. I'm not knocking it at all. Uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna say SpaceX uh, XX, if I may. Uh, but man, real quick, runner up was uh, Dexter Loomis for NXT when they asked for his thoughts on Undisputed Arrow and he's doing this gimmick where he doesn't talk and he went and got an easel and some markers, I thought what they were going to do is, you know, because, oh, he's got his dark passenger like Dexter from that TV show. Uh, I thought he was just going to write a bunch of mean words on there. And for him to turn his his back and show the camera that he did a a strikingly good caricature of Undisputed Era was pretty hysterical, in my opinion. Uh, I thought it was, like, the funniest thing of all Wednesday. So I just wanted to give Dexter some props on that one. Um, It was really funny. Even if he didn't actually do it, I would like to see that being a recurring uh, thing for Dexter going forward. Um, But my my, my moment number one is one that I think would have been, for AEW, would have been... Probably bigger news if we had a crowd, Uh, but Jericho fought Colt Cabana um, in a match that we probably would have enjoyed 20 years ago, you know, in the annals of Japan or WCW. Uh, And, you know, these are guys that are not going to be wrestling for 10 more years. I hope Um, they still looked okay. Colt still hit a uh, moonsault from the apron, which was pretty damn impressive. Uh, Shivani, Uh, like, noticeably choked on his water when Cabana landed it and didn't break anything. Um, But after Jericho gets the win, obviously, because, you know, Sammy and uh, Jake Jack Hager are, you know, looming and causing mischief in the corners, Uh, Jericho was calling out Tyson, but he didn't really name drop Tyson? He called out the baddest man in the planet, and Matt to, uh, to a pop that was made by only about 15 human beings. Just the people on the AEW card who are not wrestling that night. Orange Cassidy strides out. <laughs> As the baddest man on the planet uh, rolls into the ring. And I, I got to say, I'm, I'm like salvating at the idea of Orange Cassidy getting over because of Jericho. Uh, they're setting up a tag match where it's going to be Cassidy and the Best Friends against uh, Inner Circle. But, my God, can you imagine Cassidy getting one over on Chris? It's uh, it's 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 pretty pretty fun to imagine. Uh, yeah. Does that do anything for you, Matt? Does that move the needle?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we both love uh, Orange Cassidy. That that's a that's a fantastic pick. Uh, one oh, of the real worries... quick. He also put uh, Jericho. He took Jericho's hands.
0: You know, like, in the spot where usually, like, k- shin kicks you. You know, like the Daniel Bryan kicks, but he just, you know, softly kicks you on the shin. Yeah. Instead of doing that, he took Jericho's hands and gently put them in Jericho's pockets. <laughs> and Jericho was this close to breaking. It was really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but have, sorry, I cut uh, you off there.
1: Well, no. Um, you, had, you had your segment um, last week called the Tail Tuckers. and. Yeah. One of the things that you know I was worried about at the beginning of Aew was building up uh, your roster. And I think, you know, at this point, uh, that this this transition into going uh, Jericho and, and Orange Cassidy and the best friends or the inner circle versus the best friends, um, it, it's exactly what we needed. I think in the beginning, I said we needed that from the start, but it, 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 it's pretty clear that wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have tracked. So now you've got you've given enough time for people to like just be begging for more Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Inner Circle is even though you know they don't they're not a hundred percent on the the win loss uh, scale there they're 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 still very powerful and a win over them really sends you to the top. So this this could be huge for the best friends. So my my I, I guess to fit the tail Tucker would be. Um, you know good on them for how they built up aew and then now continuing to uh i guess uh following through to make sure that the entire roster gets built up uh, so my number one um I, the only thing that's tough to say here is do i pick the entire match or do i just pick the moment where drake maverick gets a contract um well oh yeah drake maverick drake maverick loses to Phantasma, does not get the uh, cruiserweight title but um right at the end he's easily and it, it's it was another fantastic match it was one where you you're on the edge of your seat because you're watching the storyline here um it's it's almost it's greater than any other career on the line because you talk about Rick Flair, you talk about Shawn Michaels you know like you, you kind of want the career to end not like Shawn Michaels put on a great match at WrestleMania 26 But that would have been a great time for him to go out and never return as we saw (laughs) Uh, and talked about at length last week because he could have gone out on top and had people begging for the rest of his life. Please come back. You're the greatest, you know, performer of all time and just gone. Nope. You've seen it all. That's that's all you get. Uh, But this for Drake would have been heartbreaking because he has so much more to give and to see him get another shot just by winning this tournament would be great. Yeah. and I said last week, I said, no, absolutely, he's con- he's back in the WWE. They're not just gonna toss him, uh, you know, toss him to the side of the road after he loses. And uh, lo and behold, he does his slow, sad walk, which, you know, broke my heart. And Triple H is standing there. I I honestly watching it at that moment, I was like, wow, what a fucking dick, like to come out and be like, thank you for your service. Um. <laughs> like security but, uh, walk him to
0: his car yeah
1: yeah right exactly have security like it comes but, out
0: with uh hank from the office when they yeah, tried to fire toby exa- you know that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> have
1: security waiting behind him to escort him out um but uh you know uh you got you got such a better moment because he it looked like he had a legitimate contract uh in his hands because they actually had to flip to the last page and it wasn't about putting a big old signature it wasn't about having these you know, seventy-two size font letters on a sheet of paper, so you can read right. it from One far page. away. Yeah, um, it looked like a legit contract, um, and it, it was just great to see them hug it out. Uh, Triple H saying, "You earned this. You deserve this," and then uh, Drake holding up that contract as if he had just won a title. And um, you know, we we said it. We love Drake's work, even when he was uh, given those shitty jobs of the the twenty four seven championship and having to like put his own dignity, uh, on the line, this, this was, uh, this, this was well-deserved. And if anybody deserves this contract, um, just for the sake of, I will do anything. I don't need to look cool. I I'm here to make sure that this product is entertaining and I will sacrifice my own cool for this job and for this company, uh, and for this, uh, industry. Uh, that's, that's it for me. That's what I need to see. I need to see That, you know, like a guy who's willing to do anything, and I I think he he deserved that contract. Um,
0: Yeah, you know,
1: real quick, uh, because it sounds like you have
0: a a butt coming. I was just going to say, like, the way WWE doesn't emphasize wrestling as much, and they like you to be kind of an actor, you know? Uh, Be on the microphone, tell these stories. Like, Drake is so good at that. It's such a surprise to see him get cut. You know what I mean? As opposed to somebody, some other um cruiserweight on the on the you know on the payroll um he could manage anybody he could talk any storyline into being interesting uh he doesn't ever need a championship in my opinion yeah um yeah it's it's a no-brainer to keep this guy on the payroll I, I don't know why you would ever let him walk to you know aew that'd be madness
1: uh or tna who uh that probably should have been in our, our docket for for news to talk about where they just uh Sent out a, a promo video for Slammiversary that featured um, Mike and Maria Kanellis, uh, Rockstar Spud, uh, EC3, and it had a Bulgarian flag and somebody oh, no. spinning a, a cup. And and to me, I was like, all right, well, yeah, Drake... Um, is almost done. You know, he's going to lose. Uh, or there's that possibility he would lose. So this is them putting out that promo to say he's coming over to Impact. Um, I did call him TNA. But <laughs> he's coming over to Impact Wrestling for Slammiversary. But um, yeah, that's what really swerved me. That's... That, that Impact putting out that promo for Slammiversary. So it still looks like Rusev's made his choice to go over to, uh, to Impact Wrestling, which isn't a death sentence. Uh, you saw... Brian Cage turned it into an AEW contract, so... Um, no, I, I, I joke there. But uh, what I did want to mention, this is where the bot was coming from, is uh, Leo Rush tweeting out um, exactly this. Man, are they going to hire everyone back then? Kind of a slap in the face to use this as a shoot work, but I guess I'm not surprised. Super happy for anyone getting their job back, but damn, real trauma and a lot of others were a part of this. Um... Here's the thing, you and I asked the question from the very beginning, is this a work, and we said, that would be fucking terrible, you could not do that, he totally has just signed on to do this tournament, but I think Leo has a point, I think uh, the WWE is not beyond like using real life situations to try and just sell a story. um what's funny is the the level of the stakes that they did this for is the cruiserweight championship and even when we would walk away each week and say that was the best part of nxt each week it still wasn't the main event for the nxt shows except for this one um so it didn't seem that important to nxt or the wwe Mm -hmm i i will give a lot of merit to what leo's saying um on twitter because i would not be surprised if it came out that drake never lost his contract and this was the route they were going to go with telling his story it was also unprecedented for them to like keep talking about the fact that drake lost his job and that he he was in a wwe ring right like what is that ever one of contracts Besides like CM Punk coming up, but even then it was like these subtle nods of like they would just say, Is he even gonna be here? They wouldn't say, CM Punk has a contract to sign, and if he doesn't sign it, you know, we're gonna lose the W it, it was always like these little, you know, half sentences. For Drake, yeah. it was if he loses, he's gone because the WWE is gonna you know, they they terminated his contract. So it was used as part of the story, um, I don't know. It's just yeah. What's well, weird is uh... we also don't know. Like Leo's point is, is everybody getting their job back? We can't say for sure that they're not. So they could no. be. And why would the WWE want to lose I... all that talent if it was still there waiting for them?
0: Right. And I mean, those people are all just sitting there for ninety days anyway. Um, but
1: oh, Gallows cool. and Anderson were also in that impact, and I forgot to.
0: They, um, I guess just a couple weird points, like. How similar Drake and uh, Leo rush are um as far as being like almost the same height, almost the same body type, the same kind of wrestler uh they're both you know super chatty on the mic um you know Leo, God bless him, was actually able to make Bobby Lashley annoying, you know what I mean like people people wanted Lashley to lose because they hated Leo so much, but that's only a testament to his heel work, um whereas Drake you know. You know, he's able to help get over the NXT Cruiserweight division as a, as a general manager. Um, but I'd say in both cases, again, similarly, neither of them really got to wrestle that much. Leo towards the end, you know, on NXT, uh, with this contract winding down, and Drake, he might have had a match here and there, but it was mostly this tournament. Like, if you searched him on the WWE Network, it would be yeah, this tournament just... to watch his matches.
1: He had the William Regal job for the for two oh five live. Yeah. He I, was the general manager. I guess
0: one the other weird thing is not just the similarities between those two, but I would be fascinated to learn when Drake was given this news. If only because I feel like his acting ability no like when I watched NXT this morning, you know, for last night you could kind of see in his face that he was just like, Oh, Oh, you know, looking for triple H. So he knew it was coming, but I'd say some of those weeks leading up, it genuinely looked like my career's over. Like when he was screaming and wailing in pain that he didn't want to give up on a submission move. Um, So it actually had some realism to it. Uh, So based on his, his, is acting chops. It's, it doesn't feel like from day one we're going to release all these people, but not you, Drake. It almost feels like they were kind of like, let's see what you do with this situation and we'll sign you. Again, you and I don't have any insight. We don't have a dude on the inside giving us, you know, the dirt on, you know.
1: No, what what we're both saying is we we're, we're, we wouldn't be surprised if we found out that was the case. But we're also, I mean, we have to talk out of both sides of our mouth here. Because, I mean, it's not about not getting in trouble. But we just don't know. So what, what are we going to comment on? We're commenting on the fact that Leo brought that up. And I say there's a lot of credence to it. But we're not sitting here saying, I can't believe the WWE did that. Because Leo doesn't know. We don't, the only people who know, I mean, it's the, it's the same thing as the Montreal Screwjob. The only people that know it actually went on. Brad Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Vince McMahon—the only people who know what the hell is going on here—and I mean for sure, are Drake Maverick and probably Triple H and Vince McMahon. So the key here is Vince McMahon. Vince, you go fuck yourself. First, you put out that. post no, I'm just kidding. That's that's gonna. hee. <laughs> but I just—if we're gonna keep Drake, I, you know,
0: I I would be like Leo. What are you What are you doing? Do you wanna You wanna help? Want to help manage uh, some wrestlers again? I don't know. He's a good talker. He's a good talker. Uh, But yeah, that was was clearly the moment of the night. (laughs) My my only only (laughs) hot tag question before we move away from uh, Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. Would you have kept the situation as is, or would you have had this moment on Sunday?
1: I honestly thought that this match was going to be at the In Your House, Um, so it just kind of felt like it made sense. Uh, It was nice to watch it on Wednesday, so, like, do I- Yeah, it made a weekly
0: episode, you know, gave it a little more juice, but I I was kind of surprised, I guess.
1: So, do you want it to disappear in the card of In Your House, or do you want it to main event an NXT episode? Uh, i'm gonna say i'll make the argument that it's better to have it main event an nxt episode than have it be i mean you've got adam cole versus velveteen dream you've got charlotte versus eo versus Rhea. keith lee's finally fighting johnny gargano uh carrion cross fighting champa jesus this card is fucking loaded um let me just let me do this mike you've got uh the uh, the ladies tag match you've got uh Finn and Damian Priest probably uh in the middle there somewhere for some sort of a little little Finn cluster. just keeps losing yeah, uh, yeah. kind of get your reset. That that card is huge and I, honestly you could take out any one of those matches and throw in uh, a, a Drake Maverick getting his contract uh, segment but. I'm fine, like, it it was, they nailed it, you know? Like, it worked. And they're still fighting to get people to watch NXT on Wednesdays, so, yeah. My argument is this, this was the right way to do it. There. You can't even begin to argue the other way. Um... I I guess I don't I don't feel a lot for yeah. Keith Lee versus Johnny
0: Gargano, so I, I think that if I were to trade places with those two matches and just have Keith Lee on a weekly episode and Drake Maverick fighting and acting for his his goddamn career, eh, that's the one match I would flip.
1: But it's one still, title for another. It's still in the middle of the card, and and Keith Lee and Johnny's still gonna disappear compared to Velveteen and Cole, because this is that moment where Velveteen's either moving champion, up to the main or, card, or champion yeah. yeah exactly all right um all right let's so, jump uh, into the next your house card and went through the entire card we can just start talking about it because everybody knows what's going on um let's let's all right uh, we sprinted well you sprinted through the whole card
0: uh off the top of your head which of these matches are you most excited for
1: Well, I have some reasons that I'm not super stoked for Velveteen and, and Adam Cole. So, uh, I, I I guess I'd have to say Charlotte, Io, and Rhea. Because I, I, I still, like, I'm excited to watch the wrestling match. I'm not excited for the story of Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. So, there's that reality. Uh, but then when yeah. it comes to Rhea and Io, I'm very interested in their stories to see how they progress. I'm very not interested in a result where they both are <laughs> they fall down the ladder again. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot going for this. There's a lot of rooting interest, I think, in my uh, from my perspective. So that that's the most exciting for me. I gotta say, like I, I kind of feel similar. I think to how you do
0: about Cole and and Velveteen, um, Charlotte Io and Rio. I'm not as excited as I could be because I feel like they're going to let Charlotte win. I'm not trying to pander, but I'm legitimately excited because of the way WWE, one of their weird, one of their weird little skills. It's like, uh, you know, um, did you know he could juggle? Like, what? You know, and then he just starts juggling. One of the things they're really good at is like like we saw with Zango, Undisputed, um, and Oni and Danny and Lorcan and Birch. They're really good at big tag team matches. I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see how they showcase Mia, Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice, Dakota Kai, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I'm 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 actually looking forward to that match. I hope it's not some weird NXT version of the like you know pre-show.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I'm really digging Shotzi. I really like Tegan. Um. And then Dakota, you know, I've I've liked her since we you know started you know uh, focusing really intently on NXT. Um, so I'm kind I'm kind of excited to see how they get over the rest of these women because it definitely feels like you know Charlotte and Rhea are not very long for the NXT world. Um, so who will you know Io Shirai be doing battle against? So I'm kind of I'm kind of fascinated to see how they build up the rest of this division. That's why I'm I'm you know. Uh, enthusiastic about seeing that tag match I, I hope matt i just hope they give it you know 15 20 minutes so everybody kind of gets their you know gets their shit in I, I hope they don't rush it
1: okay uh yeah i'm i'm not not excited for it i i i would say uh it's just above my excitement for Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, yeah, that was my next question. That,
0: I agree that Finn and Damian does not very much. It's amazing how far Finn has like just <clears throat> fallen into a volcano. Like, I, <laughs> like he had that huge moment at Summerslam when it was him and Seth Rollins. He got injured, and it doesn't feel like I've I've been able to conjure the same excitement for him ever since um i don't know if that's just the company like what they've invested in him like he he hasn't really had you know that big win i'd say um it feels like he blew his shoulder out and that's that's been it they've you know wiped their hands of him and put him in their minor league system
1: and it's very confusing on what's actually going to happen in this match too because of that because like uh, damian priest is is the man who attacked finn balor um so did he just do it for this one match like just for filler uh is is he really going to be built up now because i don't have a ton of excitement for damian priest or is this an opportunity for finn to get payback and start to build up his character again uh there's there's too much for both of these guys to lose as opposed to how much somebody could actually gain from this match uh so that's why it's just more of a bummer to see that it exists um not a lot of, like, there, the the timeline has been long for this to be set up, but not a lot of effort, I think, in the middle there. Like, uh, there's was, there was the initial figuring it out and then us realizing, well, this is going to come to a head at some point. And uh, now it's going to come to a head and be done. And, you know, I think if I had to pick who do I want to win, because, you know, they'll get more of a push going forward. I'd have to pick Finn Balor, even though Damien Priest is the guy with uh, the less recognizable name. Um, you have an opportunity to build Damien Priest, but I just, I think I've seen enough. Um, and we've seen Finn can really explode. Um, I just, yeah, I think you were right. Like the, the shines off the the diamond or the gem of, of Finn Balor. So they've got to keep experimenting to find a way to get it back and probably, uh, keeping him off TV for a while. And, uh, you know, waiting for an audience to return so that uh, he can be a face again and get the crowd excited is probably the best route to go. You know, what's weird is, uh, like Finn matches—they feel—they
0: feel so formulaic. Um, you know, a lot like a Roman Reigns match at this point, where, um, you know, once you see that the Sling Blade or that 1860, i forget what they call it—I um, just kind of settle into my chair because I know there's like three or four or five moves that. You know, it's like the Finn Balor moves of death. Uh, So I don't know if it's just WWE. Like, you know, we have this, you know, expectancy of like what, how our match storylines go. So they want you to kind of follow this formula because that's how it reads. And this, this of anybody on the NXT roster right now, this is a guy who kind of needs a hard reset, like not even with the company anymore because it just, it doesn't feel like he's, I, I forget he even works for wwe to be honest um and he used to be such a like a fixture of nxt when he would come out and be demon balor and now he doesn't even get to do that because it's not as interesting as you know like the Fiend. um so this guy definitely needs a hard reset i i he's gotta win because otherwise what are we doing here i mean finn what why is, right. what what's he doing um one uh one mid card match is gonna be Champa versus uh Carrion Cross his first NXT you know kind of takeover event uh, you know Scarlett in his in his corner of course um, my only question here Matt uh, for you do you think this is the best first feud for him if only because the way Carrion is built Carrion uh, you know like a dead body <laughs> uh, going up against Champa who's built in NXT is one of the most sadistic people on the roster when he's DDTing people into cement, does this kind of feel like the violent apex for Carrion? Like, who could he have after this that would be just as violent? You, don't, you know what I mean? Like, Champa is the most violent guy there. Does that kind of make sense?
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't say that they've really pushed that idea at all in the storytelling, so it's gone out of my head. I, I haven't thought about that for a second, because they just keep talking about Champa wanting to get back at, at Carrion, and Carrion has been built as uh i don't know like a, a a beast a monster a psychopath so i i think for me the way i'm looking at this is this is Carrion's opportunity to like uh meet meet the NXT audience um and and really this will this will show us what direction he's going to be built um kind of compared like the way i'm looking at this is um is the same as our, our Cody TNT title match. And I, um, oh my God, uh, His opponent was, uh, it's escaping me. Oh, Murder Hawk. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. So uh, it, we'll, we'll get this idea of like, is, is he going to get the push that, that Murder Hawk got, which was a loss and a falling off the ladder? Or is this where Carrion takes another step up? I don't need it to, I don't, I don't mean. Yeah, I definitely don't need a title to be involved for this to be a similar story. But this is, you know, Carrion putting his foot in the door, and saying hello to one of the biggest names in NXT, uh, NXT history. You could argue, uh, yeah. definitely bigger than Johnny Gargano, um, possibly bigger, or as big as Adam Cole. Um, but you know, this is this is it. This is we'll we'll, we'll see what's going on. Um, uh, we found out Murderhawk is not getting pushed to the top, you know, and, uh, w- what's going to happen with Carrion?
0: Um, uh, do you, quick question, just, uh, you know, off the top of your head, do you think Finn and Damian Priest, is this going to be a, a long-standing feud that extends past In Your House?
1: God, I hope not.
0: All right, like, Champa and Carrion Cross, do you think it extends beyond In Your House?
1: Um, depending on how it, uh, it, I mean, obviously, depending on how it ends. So I guess, uh, yes, I'll say it has a better chance than Finn and Damian Priest, but I still feel like Carrion should get the win and keep moving. So it's a hard question to answer because it's obvious that NXT could do that, um, but I hope that they don't. I think is a better answer for me to give because I'd rather that Carrion got the win and moved on. Yeah, same.
0: Um, let's move on. I, I'm going to say, uh, my God, I hope Finn and Damien Priest find better ways to get themselves over. Um, and then Karrion should absolutely win, uh, his, you know, his first NXT, um, kind of a takeover event. Uh, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano, uh, we already kind of touched on this one. Um, I, I would, I would be absolutely stunned if Gargano left with that belt. Uh, I think, you know, Keith Lee, he's going to probably hold on to this until he gets called up. Is that, you think that's
1: accurate? Um, so the other thing is we saw uh Dijakovic just is gonna be moving up to the main roster we saw this past week. So I anything could happen in my mind because we're seeing that Gargano, Champa, and so far Adam Cole are just sticking around. Um and you don't wanna call up Undisputed Era without an audience. Uh, so those names are sticking in nxt keith lee to me could be a guy that could move up and be a good opponent for dijakovic again because i i think you know they have fantastic ring chemistry so that kind of thing nothing's going to surprise me in that realm so i I, johnny winning the title is probably better for his character than it, it it than the necessity of keith lee holding onto it would mean to to keith lee i i i uh I wouldn't go as far to say this is easily a keith lee win but i like all that being said when i'm measuring it in my head who's gonna win i'm gonna pick keith lee but i still have that that idea in the back of my head that they keep calling up and pushing guys down from the main roster to nxt and nxt up to you know the main roster now that the i mean There's guys now that are getting a ton of TV time just because they're out there cheering on Monday night, Raw and Smackdown. So um, I don't know. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I'm I'm taking Keith Lee too. I, uh, it's just, there's, I don't see a roadmap for Johnny to take this championship and then further like, you know, flounder with that belt, you know, for months and months and months. I think that him losing kind of frees him up to do whatever and do those weird promos where he's, got a a groin cup as the centerpiece of his dinner table
1: um but what is that like if he loses and he's been a dick at the dinner table with his, his silly character like then what and then then he uh, like if he doesn't win this i hope he just goes back to being face because that it's a stupid gimmick it, again i don't think it's entertaining i don't have fun watching it um and now he, he's also a loser. So, yeah, you know, big fart noise from my, yeah. my direction. You know
0: what's kind of weird is um,
1: I really liked –
0: sometimes you get to see behind the curtain, you know, about, like, Vince McMahon's brain. And, uh, like, that discussion he had with Sami Zayn, and Sami was telling that story, like, you know, he'd never really been a heel before. He wasn't even sure how to approach it. And, uh, you know, if he should start frowning and being a jerk and things like that. And Vince said, no, you just – you basically keep acting the same. Like if you keep dancing up the up the aisle with your goofy song and then you just change your message a little bit, people are gonna hate that character. You don't you don't have to frown. And it's just weird that they didn't keep that same mentality for Gargano, who I think is in the same you know, Sammy Zayn vein. Um, you know, they changed his song, now he wears like a, a white coat and he you know, he frowns a lot and he's kind of a dick. Um I don't know. It's uh, I, I think he could have got away with. He would have been even more annoying if he's doing that stupid salute, you know, looking out into the crowd as a heel. It's just kind of weird that those two um, opportunities were not, you know, more similar. But um, we can move on. We got Charlotte defending the NXT Championship against Io and Rhea. Woof! You talk about you talk about feuds that you want to end. I would like to see Charlotte start building something up for SummerSlam. I I, I would really, or maybe even if she's just going to fight Rhea and kind of let EO you know, run the gamut through um, the NXT women's division. That's my ideal situation. I would love to see EO versus Tegan, EO you know, versus Shotzi, uh, even EO versus Dakota. Uh, and that would involve EO somehow getting the pin or the submission over Charlotte and Rhea who, you know, looks like our two women are going to be pillars of the, you know, women's division under the WWE umbrella. Um, Matt is the likeliest out
1: outcome Charlotte winning. No, uh, because I think uh, they're desperate to have uh, somebody take over for, for Becky and uh, have that, you know, top level superstar taken over on raw or SmackDown. So I, I don't know if um, I I think this might be an opportunity for Charlotte to lose the belt and Rhea or EO is going to suffer right now. I think it would be Rhea that would suffer because they're building up EO in the storyline is as as, um, one of the best wrestlers. The women's division has seen and Rhea is being built. Not that Rhea isn't being built as having a great, you know, push, but they're saying like she she lost at wrestlemania and then she went home for a while she was down on herself so they have that opportunity for her to just be like i'm still not there yet i'm just you know she's angry about losing the title um so i i I think there's a very good chance that io or Rhea's walking out i think the better chance is io but i i still you know like you you we could walk away from this and just see that charlotte's gonna hold on to this title then she's gonna go win, you know. One of the, uh, she'll, she'll go fight Asuka or or Bailey at SummerSlam, and she'll be a double champ. And then, um, you know, we'll just always have to watch Charlotte, like the WWE prefers. Yeah, I uh, well, yeah,
0: they they certainly do. Uh, I I gotta say, best case scenario is probably Io gets the win. Um, Rhea and EO kind of feud for a while, and then eventually Rhea and Charlotte get that rematch at WrestleMania. That's what I want. Um, and that leads us to uh, Matt, basically, you know, the, the big, uh, I don't know what's called a backyard who's he, what's it's, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. Matt, the Dream loses, no more title shots um, against Adam Cole while he's champion. Um, you kind of so, alluded to it earlier. And uh, you 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 almost jumped the gun before I got my question in. But Matt, what's uh what's known at your old uh, your old crawl there? What's going on?
1: Well this is this
0: is the back lot brawl. Um I'm calling it the backyard who's he wants it? You don't wanna miss the who's he wants it.
1: I, I just this uh, we talked about it last week where the feud for Undisputed Era has been Undisputed Era versus William Regal. It hasn't been Undisputed Era versus johnny gargano tommaso champa velveteen dream um it's 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 been regal versus the undisputed era and that's that's when it's at its best uh so the focus hasn't been on velveteen but also this match is going to be so silly that it's probably going to rival um even though i i did like the edge and randy orton uh it's it's going to rival that because uh Of of uh, the nature, I I could only guess what this match is going to look like with uh, you know stop signs and garbage cans being thrown around, but uh, yeah, back a backlot brawl. Um, I hope that means that they're going on the Universal Studios backlot. Yeah, they're they're gonna see King Kong and stuff because this the the only way this is gonna be fun and and great is if it does go into the goofy like Money in the Bank or the, uh, the Stampede match uh, for AEW at Double or Nothing. Like, I would love that if it is a backlot match and they take the backlot tour at Universal Studios and all that stuff gets thrown into play. Like, that would be... That would be fantastic. Um, fingers crossed on that. If it's not that, it's going to be quiet. It's going to be weird. And uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of interference. And... Adam Cole's going to win and it just won't be fun.
0: Um, the way you post it that, you know, it could potentially be, um, you know, William Regal maybe picking something that Undisputed Era finds unfair. That's the one side where I could kind of see Velveteen Dream finally getting his chance. Uh, they've talked up Adam Cole's, you know, lengthy uh, carrying of the belt. Um, and I, I just, I just don't know how much more there is for Undisputed Era to do at this point. Um, Obviously, like you said, you know, you want to have them debut with a crowd, um, but (laughs) I just don't know how much longer we can have, you know, Velveteen kind of toil around and Undisputed Era just kind of linger up top. But, you know, it it feels like they're just an easy crutch for the like the writers. You you just you kind of have this opportunity to have those guys. And I, I don't know. I think uh, I think when they put Adam Cole in some matches with you know like the Daniel Bryan's of the world, I don't know if on TV he just looked too small for Vince. Um, but I I I really think Roddy Strong and and Adam Cole would still find a way to get over and sell some T-shirts for that WWE you know mega you know, mega corporate entity. So I, 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 just, I wouldn't be as nervous as I think they're acting.
1: Um, well, they definitely would at AEW. So it, it's, that's gotta be on their mind too. If you're, you've got the money, you might as well keep paying those guys because there somebody else is going to pay them.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Adam Cole would, you know, immediately vault to the top of, you know, AEW. Um, you know, he's, he's that good. Um, it's, uh, Matt, it's, It's uh, I think that's the most fascinating aspect of this match is that like the immediate outcome, you know, what it means for the future of NXT, if they're still going to go, you know, all in with Undisputed Era or finally make that move towards the future. That's the most interesting thing.
1: And that shouldn't be the most interesting part of it. It should be something that I guess you can kind of thumb along the pages and have that in the back of your mind, but you should be focused on what's going on right there um yeah i it it's just not it's not built that they would probably admit themselves like that with the the scheduling and when somebody's on tv and they're not and this is the, your, your championship match there's probably way more they could have done and if it was live and they they weren't doing these pre-recorded and again everybody was in the same place at the same time be much better uh but they're you know they're they're handicapped right now and they they at least for the strategy of planning out a storyline and locking up everybody's schedule, they're doing a very terrible job on raw and SmackDown and on NXT. Um, luckily for AEW, they have such a small roster. Everybody could just have COVID together and they can, they'll be fine. They'll just share it around and around and around. Um, so I, I, uh, I think that's part of the problem and you can't, you can't really get too mad at them for it, but, um, yeah, I, geez, I I don't think I've ever sounded more bored of a card that I was actually thought was stacked. I don't think we've gone through a like a special show or pay per view card that we've both sounded so bored. I, you with. know what? Here's what I'll say. Um, here's
0: what is there th- six matches because it doesn't look like the tag match is gonna make it onto the card. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they might just put that to next week's you know NXT or whatever. But Matches I'm excited about are the ones I haphazardly put together yesterday, uh, the six-woman tag match, because I want to see the future of the division. I do want to see Charlotte, Io, and Rhea. That's a lot of talent um, for one championship. i um, excited for that. And I want to see Carrion against Ciampa. I, the, the Keith Lee and Johnny build is, uh, I guess it's kind of been comedic. Uh, Velveteen just kind of seems focused on his own thing. Adam Cole, like you said, is more focused on William Regal. Like, um, and you know, I'm not even going to, you know, the Finn and Priest match. It just doesn't do a lot for me. I just want both guys to probably do, you know, move on to better things. Um, but yeah, th- those three builds have been pretty rotten. Um, and I-, I don't, I don't know if I expect a lot out of the, out of the wrestling, you know, at, you know, with Lee and Johnny, there's no reason to not expect, you know, an A plus match. Um, but Finn and Priest, eh, you know, Cole and Velveteen, I, you know, I don't know if they really have that A plus chemistry. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for the women on Sunday, but outside of Carrion and Ciampa, eh, eh, I'll be there,
1: but um, right.
0: My expectations are not very high because of the builds.
1: Yeah. I, I think everything might fall flat because of, of the the lazy builds or the uh the builds suffering because of the situation we're in um all right uh so that's that's uh in your house again i i can't apologize enough here for feeling man i honestly i think i've yawned a hundred times during this episode um i i am tired as as fuck right now um I'm ready to go take a nap, but that's not going to happen till let's see. Uh, so I've got another six or seven hours before that's going to happen. So I'm going to go Sorry. find some coffee, Mike, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, follow Ali on Twitter. Uh, follow Big E on Twitter. Uh, uh,
0: look into 8can'twait.org, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're still going to be there, even though we're uh, a little tepid interest, uh, wavering interest, but we're, we're going to conjure it up. We're going to make this a great show on Sunday for the In Your House card. My God, it's In Your House, Matt. You know, Brett Hart made In Your House famous. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Stone Cold. We're going to be there, Matt. Uh, just remind the beautiful people where they can find us. So <laughs> you were supposed
1: to say it. You had all that excitement. Uh, oh, I do the fun part. You do the business. All right, Matt, do the business. Uh, Oh, I didn't realize that was the fun part. Uh, BODpodcast.com, com. Um, and, and I think we're gonna save um, all the Twitter accounts that you make sure you go find your information this week. Um, that's our that's our sponsor, right? Uh, don't uh, yes. don't go straight over to Inker FM, uh, you know, or any of the other normal. Th- I was gonna rattle through them. <laughs> don't uh, this week just focus on getting some information and uh, teach yourself. Or uh, let, let someone speak to you, ask some questions on, on, on anything you don't understand about Black Lives Matter. Be open, underst- you know, understand that uh, there are different lives to be lived out there, that uh, not everybody has the same opportunities that you might have. So the only way you can learn about what somebody else's struggle is, is to listen. And uh, to some, sometimes listening is, is following the link and educating yourself through uh reading what whatever's on the other side of that link so if you see those links uh try not to click on the ones that are connected with the fox news uh try and find anything else so uh everybody thanks for for listening and um we will see you next week